Max Crosby. He's going to come in at the end, punch it out. Holmes is sacked by Crosby. His second of the game. Pressure coming in some trouble. Down he goes. Max Crosby got him. Mad Max. Mad Max. Mad Max. Mad Max. All right, y'all. Welcome back to our huddle. This is The Rush with Max Crosby. I'm your co-host, Brogan Roback, and our two boys that we love with our whole hearts, DT and Krill. Welcome back, boys. It is week seven. Las Vegas Raiders heading on over to uh, Soldier Field, take on the Chicago Bears. Final score, 30-12. to The Bears took one on top here. Uh, We got our brother, like I said, Max, with us. We appreciate you with the long flight. Uh, Max, I'm going to kick it over to you, bro. Uh, Just thoughts on the game today. Yeah, uh, 30-12, to like you said. um, You know, it's inexcusable. It's a tough loss. I feel like on all three phases, we didn't play play well enough to win. Uh, We turned the ball over. Um, three times, which is, you know, all week we talked about not to, you know, not turning the ball over, taking care of the ball. And obviously there's some tip balls, things like that, that um, occurred. But um, defensively, we couldn't stop the run well enough. I feel like we just weren't on point um, from start to finish. I feel like there were moments where we did well, but overall we didn't do enough to win the game. So it's a tough loss. But um, at the end of the day, we got to bounce back. And uh, that's what it's all about. We won two close games before that. Um, and then we took a tough loss to Chicago. So you see around the league, you know, a bunch of teams lost today. You know, a lot of upsets. Patriots going to beat the Bills. Um, a lot of a lot of crazy things going on, but that's the NFL. You know, it's that part of the season. Things start getting real. Um, and this one, you got to be at your best. So um, unfortunately, we lost today, but um, it's all about how you respond. So we got an extra day of recovery. We're going to Detroit, the 313, um, yeah. right down the road from where obviously all of us went to college. Um, at Eastern and um, you know definitely looking forward to it I've already watched the game uh, you know that we just played a a few times and um, my mind's already on next week and how I can improve and get better and uh, you know help the team and you know personally um, but you know for me I know I'm a you know I'm gonna be locked in from you know start to finish and you know it starts tomorrow Uh, the recovery process already started you already know I was on the Norma Tech stretching get my mind right um, and I'm here with y'all now so we're looking forward to it It it's a tough day but you could dwell on it. You could let it affect the next day. But um, for me, I'm already on to Detroit. I'm ready to go. Um, we just got to correct some things and, you know, keep improving. For sure. No, I'm, uh, we appreciate you kind of opening up and, and letting us all in. I know it's tough coming off a loss. But, I mean, that's what you're going to get here at the Rush, no matter what, win or loss. So uh, let's take it here. A lot of people don't know you have never been to Chicago, let alone play, play there. Uh, Soldier Field. Chicago, a huge sports city. I know you appreciate that uh, being a sports like fanatic, just like the rest of us are. Um, I don't know if anyone peaked your pregame fit though. You had the Jordan. What was that against the against Cleveland back in the day? That was a tough fit. I like that. Um, hey, yeah, yeah, that was nice. A little shout out, a little tribute to the city. But more importantly, like I said, it's a city, uh, like a big city town or a big city town. Wow, big sports town. And uh, what was it like, you know, the environment there? Was it what you expected? Uh, just thoughts on being in Soldier Field in Chicago in general. Yeah, I thought it was dope. You know, uh, we drove around uh, the day before, went and saw Soldier Field, um, you know, on Saturday. And you just see people all around the city. Like, people are ready for the game. Uh, it's one of the biggest sports towns in the country. So, uh, yeah, I got to, you know, I, I, I got to definitely, you know, pay my respect to Chicago because the fans were crazy. Uh, the environment was nuts, and it was uh, even better than I expected. So, yeah, you know, for me, like I'm a, like you said, I'm a sports fiend. So, anytime I get to go to a city like that, you get in that environment, you just feel the energy in the building. So, yeah, it was dope. Obviously, we didn't get the result we wanted, but 
you know, overall it was a, it was a dope experience. It might be kind of goofy, but uh, I don't care. I'm going to ask anyways. Uh, but it, when you step into Chicago <laughs> and you're wearing the Jordan piece on you, is there something inside of you that truly does want to show up and play? Do you feel like, oh, there's been so many greats, not just in football, who have played on that field, which there have been absolute legends on that field, um, but also even just in basketball, you know, obviously the Cubs, all that. But does that make you want to up your play? Because you know so many great legends and players, Hall of Famers have been there in all sports. No, 100%. You know, uh, from a personal level, I uh, thought about it all week. You know, Dick Buckus just passed away. You got Doug Atkins, uh, who played, you know, RIP. Doug Atkins, a legend, played in the 60s and 70s. Um, one of the best D linemen ever played. Um, you got so many guys. You can go on and on. Mike Singletary. Then you obviously you got to talk about Michael Jordan. You know, Jordan's one of my biggest inspirations. So, yeah, I had to rock the fit and, and definitely represent. So, you know, personally, um, going out there, you know, I definitely – uh, wanted to show out and uh you know I definitely you know I feel like I did some good things and 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 there's definitely some room to grow as well so you know for me every time I step out there I'm trying to improve and I'll do myself the week before and you know today I definitely you know I felt like I did some did some really good things but um it wasn't enough you know every single week it's never enough I never got it um so you know I've already like I said I already watched the film three times already um I'm, I know what I can improve on I know what I could have done better um there's some things I could definitely build off of and uh, I just got to keep improving. But, yeah, being in the city, being in Chicago, I was like, yeah, this is definitely – I got to come out here and, and show out. And, you know, my guy Tim Grover, um, we've become, you know, obviously close over these past uh, – you know, this past offseason. He's Michael Jordan and Kobe's trainer. So we, we've uh, became a lot closer, and he was at the game on the sideline. And I got to chop it up with him before the game. So, yeah, we've become real close. And, you know, he was, he was texting me all week, you know, leading up to it. And, uh, yeah, I was definitely – I was definitely hyped up and ready to go. I love it. I love it. And I don't know if you're willing to open up in this regard, but you kind of just said it. Um, there's a lot of stuff. You watch a film three three times, right? I'm already knowing that's probably what took place the whole flight home. Uh, but for you personally, you say there's a lot that you can be better at. People from home watch you. You tear up. You get a sack tonight again, which is awesome for the big sack moments, which we're going to hit on. But to you, Nate Diaz Flex, boy, uh, but for you, Max, like when you watch the film, what is something you personally felt like you did do well, but something that you also thought, ah, man, I could do better because there's always room for growth. You're always looking to be 1% better every single day. I know that about you. So just curious what you're, you took from the film. Yeah, 100%. You know, I feel like rushing-wise, um, I had, you know, a handful of really good rushes. Um, the toughest thing about it is like, you know, that people really don't understand unless you know football is like, when you're playing a team like that that you know is going to try to run the ball and you don't stop the run, I think they ran for 170 yards um, on the game, um, it doesn't allow you to really pin your ears back and go rush. And your your opportunities are very limited. So, um, you know, at the end of the half, we finally got a couple opportunities to rush and we got home. And we were getting home, you know, on back-to-back plays. Uh, Tyree got the strip sack, right? you know, the play after I got mine. So, yeah, it's just like for me, I know – there was a lot of things, you know, running past that I did well, but also um, there's a couple of plays I pressed and try to do too much. Um, just trying to, you know, in, in, a, in a game like that where we're down, uh, you can't go out there and overdo anything. You can't forget your technique and go out there and try to be Superman. You just got to trust your, trust your work and trust your process. So, yeah, there's a couple of plays uh, that definitely, you know, I wish I could have back, but, you know, it's something I could look forward to, you know, you know correcting and then, um, you know, putting it on display, you know, in Detroit. Absolutely. So 
let's just jump into it now, right? Let's get into the game. Um, a little bit of a slow start, uh, but coming off a two-game stretch here, you guys are on a two-win win streak. The Bears obviously are struggling, or were struggling, you know, pretty hard. Uh, knowing that they're going to come in for a dogfight, I'm sure you guys knew you need to get off to a hot start. Uh, but for you guys, you go down. Good drive to be to begin with, and then obviously Carlson uh, unfortunately misses the field goal. Um, let me ask you this though: It is a game over coming back over here on the Eastern Time Zone, playing at one o'clock. That's got to be a little bit different for you guys, though, right? Like you're waking up earlier in the morning. You got the game is normally that's ten o'clock your guys' time for people that don't know back home in Vegas. So for you, yeah. like, is your routine any different? Uh, do you think that has anything to do with like kind of coming out slower when you come over to the East Side, uh, especially because you're going to be back here next week? So kind of curious, man. Like, is that had some anything to do with it, or just thoughts on playing that early? Yeah, you know, there's always, uh, you know, everybody's got their own theory about the travel and what you know we should do when we're going, you know, across the country, East Coast, Midwest, anything like that. Um, there's a million different theories, but uh, you know, for us. We, uh, I feel like we had a good, you know, week of preparation leading up to it. I feel like the travel was solid. We went out there. We went on the field the day before. Everyone was trying to adjust and get their body ready to go. So, yeah, like it's going to be an extra challenge, you know, traveling that much and, and going out there to go play a game. But, you know, for me, it's all mental. Like I'm not thinking – I'm not overthinking it like, all right, am I going to – it's like, no, stick to my routine. I have a routine. It might be slightly different on the road because of the time and the little change. And I'm in a different, you know, different hotel and – everything like that, but I just stay dialed in um, and just prepare and be, you know, put myself in the best position to go out there and succeed. So, yeah, as a team, you know, that's that's something, you know, we got to continue to look at because um, we obviously have some more, you know, road games. We go back to Detroit um, this week. So, yeah, we just got to find find a way to stay locked in from start to finish. You know, it's a three-and-a-half-hour game. No matter what, we're going to be out on that field. And the rest, you know, the rest we're getting is, you know, not – the most ideal but it doesn't matter you got to find a way to make up for it during the week leading up to it so yeah that's something everybody's got to evaluate coaches and players and um it really it really doesn't matter i feel like it's it's a mindset at the end of the day and you got to go out there um and figure out you know a way to put yourself in in the best position to succeed for sure no and uh so i guess it's kind of weird because prep wise i'm very curious on how you guys would prepare for this week knowing that fields is not in there um and then now you guys are trying to prepare for tyler baggett baggett am i saying that right boys baggett i think I so. so but I how do you so. prepare for someone like that with absolutely limited film d2 coming from tiny shepherd i believe so shout out to d2 um but i mean yeah. he played fairly well no crazy yards or anything like that but did enough efficient wise but curious how did you guys prep for him what were you guys anticipating him to be good at not so good at positions you wanted to maybe get him in or he might be more, uh, you know, vulnerable in those situations. Yeah, you know, anytime you see a, a young quarterback step in, you know, the coaches want to take the pressure off of them. Um, so we, you know, going into it, we knew they were going to try to get the run game going. Uh, they've already, you know, obviously have a good running game in general already. So we knew that was coming. And then on top of it, you know, you got to think about play actions, uh, you know, some easy throws, some quick game. Uh, some you know misdirection like jet sweeps and things like that and they kind of hit us with all that um, right out the gate so yeah I feel like they had you know they did a pretty good job um, but yeah he's he's a young athletic quarterback and he actually he's pretty talented um, so yeah I think you know I think he did a good job we just you know when it really comes down to it it's all about us and that's what we talk about it's like we weren't at our best so you know regardless of the fact uh, we weren't at our best and you know we weren't able to put him in 
multiple predictable third and eights and third and sevens and you know what I mean and actually get to rush it was just like majority of the time you know they're ahead of the chains they're getting the run game going we you know couldn't get a beat on what you know they were doing because it was just we weren't doing a good enough job on first and second down so you know that's all on us and uh we just got to look at it evaluate and just and just keep moving forward and you know correct the mistakes but build off of what we did well you know going into Detroit yeah, I'm, I'm curious, uh, kind of like Pat McAfee says, I wonder if he was jocked. Was he jocked? Was he pretty jocked, dude? His dad is a, uh, like, 20-time or 30-time arm wrestling champion, bro. Like, left-handed. Ambidextrous champion, too. Yeah, yeah bro. Bo. Oh, what? He's ambidextrous. Yeah, I didn't so, even know that. I didn't yeah. even know that. Good thing yeah, you didn't get thing, under right? piles. You guys weren't forearm yanking down there or anything because you probably would have <laughs> took the L. A um, lot of practice at home with the old man. Um, so Max, <laughs> hey, so, D, what? They're Arian, elbow down on the table. Get your mind out of the gutters. Uh, Max, who's sitting you, at the head man. of the table for like dinner, huh? Yeah. Like, hey, this wrestle. is for dessert, Tyler. Yeah. Do you want it or do you not? So, hey, uh, cool. no, but moving on, Max. There's a pretty cool stat that came out tonight. I'm not sure if you're aware of it or not, but 233. Consecutive defensive plays or snaps played for you. That is the largest streak in the NFL since 2016. I think, who was it? Oliveira, or how do you say his name? Uh, who was it? Uh, Olivier Vernon. Olivier Vernon. Yeah, Thank was. you. Look at you. Yeah. You might be keeping up with the tab. So uh, I don't know if you're going for the Iron Man Award, which I, Joe Thomas, that's the only person that comes to mind when I think of Iron Man, someone who plays a shit ton of snaps. <laughs> yeah. But is that something that I, we know how well you take care of your body? We saw you stretching in the uh, Calvin Klein's last weekend. But do you? Is this something that you take pride in uh, when you hear a stat like that? It just feels like there's a new stat every single weekend with you. Yeah, you know, for me, I don't even. I had no idea that was a a stat that they were tracking or anything like that until someone sent it to me after the game. Uh, for me, you know, I talked about it. Um, you know, last week and the week before, it's like. If I can go out there and play every single snap and give our team the best chance to win, like I'm gonna do it every single time. So yeah, it's a little bit you know unorthodox for a DN to be doing it, um, but I don't train like a DN. You know what I mean? I train. I I run with the DBs in the off season. I you know I do a ton of different things to you know separate myself from everybody else, and you know I do it year round. So yeah, I have the ability to do it, and I feel great. And uh, at the end of the day. Um, if I'm gonna be out there, if I can go, if I can run, I got two feet, and two, you know what I mean, two arms. I'm I'm good to go. So, uh, yeah, you know, it is what it is. I just, you know, got to keep moving, and uh, you know, if I got to play every single snap, I'm, you know, I'm, I know I can do it. It's not like I'm out there gassed or anything like that. I'm just, you know, going out there and trying to do everything I can to help us win. Yeah, and I'm gonna only stay from your side of the ball. Obviously, we're not gonna start talking about the people on the offense side of the ball because you're focused on one thing and uh, one thing only, and that's obviously to stop the Chicago Bears. So, let me ask you this: Is there anything that the Bears were doing from an offense standpoint or schematically uh, that you noticed, uh, you know, to be successful on their end, or was there anything that you picked up on that they were trying to drive home over and over? Right? Last week we saw the Patriots get the ball out quick, sideline to sideline. What were the Bears yeah. doing today that you noticed, uh, whether they were successful or not on it? Yeah, I feel like, you know, like we talked about earlier, they did a lot of, like, their run game is unique. Um, they like to stack a lot of tight ends uh, and get on the perimeter. And so they did a lot of different things from cracking, you know, cracking with receivers and tight ends and, you know, misdirections and jet sweeps. And it was just like a mixture of all that, you know, in one. So, yeah, I feel like they did a good job. They had a good game plan. 
Um, and yeah, you got to give it credit to their, you know, coaching staff. And uh, they were they were definitely prepared. You know, they came out ready to go. And uh, you know, for us, it just it wasn't enough. You know, we we would have a couple stops here and there, and then they would have a long drive and go down to score. So it's just like you know, our defense has been getting better and better. And I feel like you know, just overall, like we can't go in you know to games and overthink things. I think we just need to do what we do best and just you know play our game. You know, at the end of the day, we're gonna play a bunch of different teams, but it's all about us. You know, we got to play our brand of football. Um, and not let, you know, the other team determine, you know, what we're doing. Absolutely. No, I, uh, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to say it, but I, I, so you don't have to, um, even just from the other side, man, I just would, Josh has been getting going and going week in, week out. Um, uh, but I just would love to just start seeing him getting, you know, a little bit more touches, but getting him in a more creative way, you know, just seeing a little bit more play action first down, maybe getting him out there on second and third, uh, getting the DBs to, or the DBs, the linebackers just drop out of the box a little more and then get that play action opened up. So I know it's not up, up to you. We don't have to talk about it. We don't have to. Uh, but, you know, Hoyer goes in today. Aiden comes in at the end of the game. What do you think both guys bring to the table? You know, like which one of the – what do they do very well? You know, and then uh, what does this t- team need moving forward, right? We need offensive spark. Obviously, a defense needs to keep playing well and then pick up their play. Uh, just for offensively and overall as a team, what do you think the team needs to focus on here heading into the next week? Yeah, I think it's just capitalizing, you know, capitalizing when we need to. You know, we had we had opportunities, um, but we just didn't capitalize. You know, there's, you know, you can point to a bunch of plays, but it just wasn't enough to win, especially on the road. Um, you're already at a disadvantage, so you know you got to be on point. And, you, you know, we had three turnovers. And, uh, you know, you can't, you just can't happen, you know, it can't happen. So as simple as that, it just taking care of the ball um, and just continuously looking for ways to, you know, improve. And like, like you said, like Josh is obviously a great running back. Um, the O-line is working hard. We just got to find ways to, you know, get him, get him going. Because he has, you know, there's spurts and moments where he's rolling, you know, we're using him more in the passing game, which is, uh, you know, been awesome. You know, Josh is you know, Josh talks about all the time. He wants to be able, you know, be a full, complete back. Um, and he definitely is. So, um, yeah, you know, everybody's just got to be better uh, from, you know, players and coaches. We all talked about it in the locker room. Like, it's it's all about us. And we don't – there's nobody's going to come in and save us. You know, it's all – it's the guys we got in the building and the, in the locker room. And uh, we just got to continue to improve. You know, it's obviously a tough loss. We didn't plan on coming in there and losing and playing the way we did. But – um, we got to watch the film and just move forward from it and not let it affect the next game. We just got to, you know, restart, um, refresh everything, get our bodies right and just get our minds right and go out there with the attitude um, in Detroit and just go out there and, you know, do our best to go get a dub. Facts, facts. We need the boys out there just playing, buzzing around, flying around. Uh, everyone Amen. knows how to play the game, man. Been doing it our, our whole lives and their whole lives. So, uh trust the instincts be prepared and go out there and execute 100 percent. so uh obviously highlight of the moment our highlight of the day we're gonna take it over dt please bring out that mm. big old sack for us please will you brother big sack come on big sack come big on sack. show me your big sack <laughs> all right well <laughs> Second quarter is winding down in the, fr- in the first half. You got about 20 seconds left, 15, 20 seconds left. Uh, second and mm-hmm. 10, we just crossed over to the 50-yard line. All right. We we get to see and talk to, about our boy, um, Adam Butler, as always. I feel like it's every week I get to talk about this fucking guy. I'm, I'm a fan yeah. now. I'm a fan. Can we get him on the pod? 
please. If he's yeah. gonna just be a recurring like this, I mean, honestly, um, I, I give him the dog of the day for this. All right, so <laughs> I don't have that power, guys. So don't worry. So <laughs> we'll go over to uh, we got another game, okay? But instead, this time he is going to hold up the guard. You're going to be the one that's uh, crossing face, and then you're able to cross face come behind the quarterback, chase him down for the sack. Um, another great thing that Adam Butler did is he engaged the uh, guard, took two steps, got the guard to kind of sit, right? Yeah. You took a nice big uh, get-off step, right? Your one-two tackle bails, and you were able to cross face and pick that guard off. He was the yeah. looper. Kind of talk about that that dynamic and why it's so important, because a lot of the times we've seen it, it's been the opposite way around, right? He's the one that's picking, and then you're able to come free. You picked, and were able to get the sack. So walk us through that. Yeah, um, you know, in that situation, it was right before the half. We didn't want to get him, you know, let him get a field goal, you know, right before the half. You know, we, we were finally getting a little bit of momentum on the defensive side, so... Uh, you know, Adam, of course, you know, me and him are always communicating. And he, uh, you know, we talked about it before the drive. And he was like, let's get this U game. If we get the back and the tight ends away, let's get this U game or exit or whatever you want to call it. Um, and we end up running that game, you know, to perfection. You know, the back was to our side. We're like, boom. He, he gave me the look and we already knew what it was. So, um, yeah, you know, it, it really comes down to <clears throat> if you run games the right way and sell it and both guys are selling it and doing exactly what we're supposed to do, you should win every single time. And, you know, for us, that's really what it comes down to. We do it in practice. We do it a million times over and over and over again. And, uh, you know, as me, you know, being the being the guy who's picking, uh, a lot of times, you know, the games don't work. When you your eyes light up, you're like, oh, my God, there's room in there. And you forget to pick, and Adam isn't able to cover, and then the game doesn't work. But, you know, I've, I've seen the back of the guard. I've seen his ribs, and I'm like, motherfucker. And I cracked him. Um, I got a piece of him and just got vertical. And Adam covered me. Um, the quarterback held the ball, and I was able to, you know, track down the quarterback, get a big sack. So, yeah, you know, you know, in a situation like that, we needed it. Um, and we got a sack. And then the next play, it puts him in a Hail Mary situation instead of a field goal. And then Tyree was able to run down and get a um, get a strip sack on, on Nate Peterman. You know, guy comes in for one rep to go throw a deep ball, and he former ends up hold, former Raider, and he ends up holding the ball. And Tyree ran him down and got a sack. So it was literally we got a sack back to back plays going into the half. So uh, yeah, our energy was good. You know, going into the half, and you know that play was definitely big. But yeah, you got to give a shout out to Adam Butler. The dude is always um, always on point. Um, you know, he's he's a rush coordinator. The guy is always thinking about what we need to do and what's going to work for certain sets and certain, you know, blocking schemes. And, uh, you know, it was just another example. Got to respect it. And, I mean, the, the Selly afterwards, I, you know, it's a fan favorite. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Ken Griffey. Max, is there, like, for you as a DN, uh, is there, like, you know, in the NBA, there's a duo, you know, Dwayne Wade and, and LeBron, uh, Kobe and Shaq. Is there a same thing going on there with you, you and Adam Butler? Like, are you guys like a duo? You guys are setting each other up constantly. Uh, do you, is there just a good, you know, more than like a friendship you guys have out there? He's a great teammate, obviously. But do you guys just click IQ wise when it comes to football and a lot of nonverbals? I don't know if people understand that. Can you guys give each other just eyes and you know what's going on? Similar to like a quarterback and receiver? No, 100%. You know, me and him, we talk all week, we send each other clips. Uh, we go through it in practice. We walk our steps. What's going to work versus this team? How do they set? What do we think is going to work? You know, that's literally our conversation all week. And, uh, you know, he's a student of the game. You know, I'm a student of the game. And it's just, 
you know, having a guy like that that I don't even, you know, me and him just know, like, all right, if the, if the back's coming over here, we don't have a tight end, we know what we're doing. And, you know, he's always uh, got a good jump on, on, you know, what he thinks is the best idea for us as a, as a front four to run. And, uh, yeah, we were just on the same page. You know, we had a, we had games earlier. You know, we, we looked at each other, and I'll just call out a game. Like, it wasn't planned. It's nothing. It's like, all right, I'm seeing this. Boom, we're calling this. And then Adam does the same thing. And then, you know, we're just always um, constantly trying to stay, you know, ahead, you know, step ahead on <clears throat> the O-line. So, yeah, you know, Adam is a dog. And, you know, we just are – what's what's the word? I'm, I'm losing the word. Our uh, synergy. Our synergy, our, uh, yeah, you know, our on-pointness is just there and we're we're continuing to grow that every day but that started all the way back in OTAs and we're still building it every day so yeah you know it's a it's a it's definitely an honor and a privilege to play with the play with the dude like that is unselfish and he doesn't care if he gets a sack he just wants to make sure we're all succeeding so yeah big big props to Adam quick question now do you guys have in those situations I know a lot of them seem to be based off schematics right you see the formation something happens or they send a motion whatever it may be you guys have the autonomy to really, when you see that, to make these these games and, and make these calls, no matter, and I don't want to say no matter what the defensive call is, but it seems that it always works out that you guys are able to, to make a split-second decision. Yeah, definitely. You know, I feel like that's something you got to earn, and, uh, you know, me and Adam have, you know, earned the right to do that, you know, when we feel like it's necessary. Um, it's not always 100%, you know, but at the same time, uh, we have the trust in each other no matter what. Um, we're going to make it work, so... Yeah, the coach gives us the freedom, Coach Leonard, um, Pat, all you know, the whole crew. So, uh, yeah, you know, in certain moments we just feel it. It's more, it's more just feel. Like the Chargers game when we talked about, you know, it's second down. That it was just an overcall, and we're just running base defense. But I got the tight end to me. He's been the tackle's been jumping out. All right, I just look at Adam, hit that, and that's it. And we just run the game, and boom, and it works. So uh, we just have that synergy, like you said, and we just. You know, we trust our work, and the coaches give us that freedom. So, you know, it's definitely it's definitely something we're working on. I feel like we're improving every week. That's a great question, okay. D, because I don't think a lot of people think about it from a defensive end standpoint or even D-line standpoint of them being able to make those checks. I call them checks. At least coming from, uh, like, the quarterback standpoint, you have so many nuances in offense. I see a certain coverage. I'm going to check this guy maybe to a box fade, no help over top, cover zero. But – it's crazy you don't think that D-line are doing the same thing. They know the game so well. They know their defensive scheme down to a point that, hey, we can make games inside of a game like Max loves to hit on saying. Um, but it's really cool. That was a great question. I just think it's awesome insight because most people probably think it's dialed up from Pat Graham. But a lot of the times, it's you know, it's you guys playing ball. You guys are the coaches on the field making those calls too. So I think it's really no, cool. for sure. Yeah, I think sure, Krill, Krill has a question for you, Max. Yeah. All right, what's up, brother? Yo, it was like fourth and one, middle of the second quarter, coming up a couple plays right before your um, sack. Uh, me being a Pittsburgh fan, obviously, you did the Troy Polamalu on the fourth and one and jumped over like a pile <laughs> yes. and almost smoked out the QB. Is that yes. something that you knew from the jump it was going to be a QB sneak, part one of the question? And then part two, were you anticipating the QB sneak, and then did you know you were going to jump over the pile and try and time up the snap? Yeah, um, for sure. You know, I definitely had a – had a feel, you know, that the QB sneak was coming just by the formation and how it was. Um, and, yes, uh, I definitely, you know, in our in our scheme, you know, I've had to fight some coaches about it. But like, oh, um, <laughs> I'm a jumper. You know, I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've had a few stops on it. I, you know, I had one versus Philly a couple of years ago. 
I had one last year versus the Chargers, this year versus the Chargers, just going over the top. Sure. Um, but it's more about just like timing and feel. And uh, I know those linemen are just going to be diving down. Um, and a lot of the times, you know, everyone talks about the tush push, but that's what everyone's doing nowadays. But for me, it's if you stay low and you get a hold of that motherfucker and just pull yeah. him back and, and take all like your weight. weight. Yeah. yeah, you can just straight dead weight him. So it's about timing and, get, and being the first of the punch. So, yeah, you know, today he he ended up like moving all the way out to like yeah. the B gap. Um, and I kind of missed him. Yeah, yeah my arm, I kind of like slapped him on the head. But, yeah. Um, yeah, they ended up getting it. But, yeah, I definitely, I was trying to time it and, you know, get the jump. But I felt like the jump was great. It just, he just he moved out the way. Just, yeah, he was like kind of just out of position slightly. Yeah, he kind of snuck in and the tackle like came in and tried to like hit me in midair. So, <laughs> um, yeah, my body, I watched it on film a few times. I was laughing because my body just, I fucking went tornadoing down into the ground. And, yeah. you know, just a part of it. But, yeah, that's definitely, that's something. Than I do, you know, often. Sure. And then uh, one more question for you: uh, What's your, what's going to be your biggest improvement that you're going to focus on this week moving forward, going up to Detroit? Yeah, you know, for me, um, it's all about the details. You know, pad level, get off, eyes, keys, hands, and feet. Um, as simple as that. You know, just taking it one play at a time and being at my best, not a uh, not letting the play before affect my next play. So, yeah, you know, for me, it's just back to the basics um, in every single way. You know, from pass rush to the run game. Um, and just about, you know, being detailed um, with everything I do from my moves um, to my hand placement to my, you know, my shed, my release, um, just not seeing too much um, and just trusting my keys. That's really what it comes down to. So uh, we know Detroit, you know, they have a good old line. Um, you know, they've been playing pretty well for the most part. And uh, it's going to be a big challenge. So we got to be ready. Uh, I'm sure. definitely looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to get out there. Okay. So perfect yeah. transition now. We're obviously on to Detroit. Um, let's just throw this film away, right? Let's move on. But mo some things that people don't know, or most things people don't know, is that you're born and raised from from Michigan, right? Right down the street from where I'm living right here currently. Uh, Lapeer, right? Is it Lapeer, Max? Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, Lapeer. So what's it, what's, it, what's it mean to you just coming back to a place that uh, you spent early childhood at? I know you're obviously – uh, spent your time in Texas, second part of your life. But what's it mean to be back here? The home roots, the family. I, got, I know all the Serbian blood is going to be in uh, full attendance and strong. No, of course. It's, uh, it's definitely something I've been looking forward to. Um, you know, I don't circle one game on the calendar. Um, I circle every game. But, uh, you know, it's definitely going to be a little bit, you know, extra motivation to go out there and be at my best. You know, playing Monday Night Football in Detroit. It's my first time playing at Ford Field. My whole family, for the most part, lives in Michigan still in the metro of Detroit. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to it. I got, obviously, all the Eastern Eagles, you know, are probably going to be coming through, uh, hopefully. So, yeah, it's just going to be a crazy, uh, crazy weekend. I can't wait. You know, we got to, you know, obviously we got to get a big win. Uh, but having everybody, all my loved ones, like you said, the Serbians, the Albanians, the Macedonians, the whole crew, uh, coming out it's just bring them all yeah the whole all of Yugoslavia is going to be in attendance so uh, we're definitely looking forward to it it's going to be it's going to be a ball it just you know it gives me a little bit extra motivation that you know I go out there and go be at go, go be at my absolute best 100% I think the Joker might be in, in attendance all the way from uh, from Denver that'd be pretty badass he's obviously a fan of the pod yeah. too if he hasn't seen it yeah. yet it will we'll just get a few horse ads in here and he'll be all pumped up um, yes. You touched on it. Ian yes. Yes. <laughs> A couple horse ads. Yes. Whatever you know that what means. Tune in. Yeah. 
but you talked about it. Eastern Michigan, uh, Creighton is probably more than likely going to have the whole entire uh, student body there, not just the team, probably the student body um, supporting his own. There's no love like being at your alma mater. Uh, can you just talk about Eastern Michigan? Obviously, it's near and dear to all of our hearts. Uh, but just for you to be able back there uh, in front of the Eastern Michigan fans, but more importantly, what is it like for you to be uh, a superstar that came from Eastern Michigan and what they gave you and just your time there? Yeah, you know, it's pretty simple for me. Like, if I didn't get that offer from Eastern, I, you know, I wouldn't be here right now. Creighton and uh, McCaslin at the time, all of them, they, they are the ones that gave me an opportunity. So uh, just to be honest, like, Without Eastern, I wouldn't be here. It's, it's pretty simple. Um, they gave me an opportunity when nobody else did. And, uh, you know, I went there when I was 17 years old. I was a bald face, absolute, bleached yeah, bleached hair. I was Head a whole different wearing. headband. I was out there just, just you know, being an animal. But, uh, yeah, I just had to, you know, it, it just, it just remind, it's a reminder that, like, no matter where you come from, uh, no matter where you start at, uh, it doesn't matter. You know, Eastern is always going to, you know, obviously hold a big place in my heart. I got right here, you know, I can't, I can't flip my camera, but I got my Eastern Michigan Scout Team Player of the Year, you know, plaque, big in the room. You know, it's my favorite award. Um, but that's really what it started from. Like, literally, when I, when I got there, we were 1-11. Uh, <laughs> literally, they had a whole E60 on how they're going to shut down the program and we're like, damn, like this is about to be a wrap. But, you know, obviously all of us and, you know, the other guys that came in, um, you know, we literally turned the whole thing around. And Creighton, you know, was the was the key factor behind it. You know, we, uh, you know, Creighton was super hard on us. We all know that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I appreciate him for all the shit he did because, uh, you know, I look back and I realize like he, he did it for a reason. So, uh, yeah, you know, he, I know he's definitely going to be there. And I would not be surprised if he brings the whole twenty-five thousand, you know, K <laughs> student body out to attend the, you know, the Lions game. So it's going to be legendary, bro. I cannot wait. It's been Absolutely. circled. Oh yeah. yeah, it's been circled. It, the glow up is definitely real. Um, so for Eastern, you, Max, you remember we took a trip down there um, when we were trying to get ready because that's where the MAC championship is at. Obviously, we never had the ability to do so. Uh, people don't, also don't know when you got recruited by Eastern. Wasn't it to be a tight end? Also, people forget you wanted to be on the other a little, side. A little ball. bit, yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Low yeah, key. for sure. And, and they forget that we actually had a play to bring you in to catch a pass, a little like JJ Watt type shit when he was going absolutely dummy for the Texans. Oh my God. We were, we had you. I think you guys had a huge turnover playing Miami, Ohio. You're on the bench. We had this play yeah. called. Do you remember what it was called? Sidewalk slammer. I just remember. Sidewalk, and, um, <laughs> Sidewalk yes. slammer. Yes, yes, bro. We're, we're and it was Aaron Keen. I think that came up with it. Aaron Keen. Yes. Yeah, we Aaron practice, Keen. We practiced it after I, practice every 100%. day. Yes, we did. We really and that did. shit was money, too. I was ready. Me and Brogan would throw the ball around all the time after practice, do our things. I'll do one-on-ones with the DBs and just... They would throw fades, and I'm out there trying to dunk 100%. on everybody. But, yeah, yes. I was ready for that moment. Yeah, people don't even know. But, yeah, I thought I was going to be a tight end legitimately, like, coming into college. Like, Eastern was the one of the only camps that I went as a DN. Like, I did DN and tight end at the camp. But all the other camps, like, I went to FCS schools and all shit like that, and I was doing tight end stuff for the most part. So, yeah, you know, it's crazy because I played linebacker my whole life, and then my senior year I ended up playing DN for the first time because I got – fucking four inches taller so yeah it's just crazy how shit works out but i definitely definitely 
prefer being on the defensive side and being on the hunt instead of being hunted. So, yeah, that's uh, you know, it works out the way it's supposed to. Yeah, they you were got the, to let you, be you said great. you have this. You said you had the scout team uh, player of the year award on the wall up there. Oh yeah, Dude, oh yeah. I will. I just. I have to say this. This is something. A moment that we always get, and it's nice, right? We get to sit here and watch games on Sundays, and yep. you know, Herkham and I. We'll, we'll all talk, and we'll say, you know, we are where we belong, right? Right, right here on the couch, watching some of these guys playing on Sunday. But it's funny to see so many guys that we played against still playing on Sundays. And I'm going to spin that back to we would get bitched out because we're somehow, you know, getting beat by these guys that are playing on Sundays. And I'll never forget when we were playing. It was on scout team. And Max, of course, was on scout team against us and was going absolutely insane, right? We're fucking dead tired. You could do inside run. You do individual with Grub. Some shit don't Shout change. Shout out to Grub. Shout Killing it at, at, at Washington, him and yep. DeBoer and uh, Coach Mack, all of them. Yeah. Eastern product. But he, re- I, I mean, yeah. the man yeah. bitched us out so hard. He said, he is 210 pounds soaking wet, <laughs> whooping your guys' ass. I'm on some, he should be on the other side of the field fucking playing swear. on defense. Not over swear. here beating our ass. Swear. I swear. And now look at us. Fast forward seven years and who was right? Yeah. Who was no. right? Hey, <laughs> Shit. It's crazy. <laughs> No, it's honestly crazy, bro. Every time I went to scout team, I was like, this is my fucking game day, bro. I'm going to go out here and try to ruin their days. You, you and, did. Uh, yeah, it was fun. And it's crazy. Freaking Wiley was the right tackle. Um, obviously, Cole and all those guys. Like, I literally, it didn't matter. They would put me on the car. They'd be like, all right, go upfield on this. I'm literally out there just freestyling. No. Figuring out how to play. It was my first time, like, really figuring out how to play defensive ends. So, like... That's why I put the the scout team player of the war, you know, scout team player of the year award up because like that was when I learned like how to rush and how to move my body and how to get on an edge and like I literally was just out there like just figuring it out and you know every time we went out there it was uh, it was a war and I knew you guys fucking hated me but I remember I remember so vividly. Cause I was going in OTA super hard without pads and shit. Oh yeah. And I remember texting DT because like I don't know, word got to me that y'all like fucking wanted to kill me and were gonna try to take me out. And I remember that. Uh, I remember texting DT. I was like, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that y'all are gonna try to injure me. I'm like, listen, I'm not gonna fucking go out there and injure somebody, but y'all need to fucking relax because I'm not. I'm not trying to get my knee taken out. And DT is like, bro, we would never in a million fucking years. But I remember that floating around. I'm like, these motherfuckers, bro. Dude, I'm like, I'm going to go out here and try to terrorize them. He I'll just came out. It. It, was, it was during summer workouts. And we would do, you know, like freshman orientation type work, OTAs. We're, we're doing workouts. Yeah. And Max would just be out there with his fucking headband on. And we're just doing like one set stops. Max is fucking sprinting and fucking push pulling everybody. And yeah, and I remember I got that text. And I'm like... We are the last people in the world that are going to cut anybody, let alone in fucking summer OTAs. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that, bro. I'll, I'll literally never, never forget that. That's just classic. I'll never forget the really cool knee braces you guys wore, too, on the offensive line. Yeah, yeah they were yeah. super fucking dope, and they worked, huh? They worked None of your really ankles well. just sliding down. Yeah, I know you guys rocked those really well. Yeah. Humble beginnings. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Every year. It's stink. Hum- Darian's <laughs> favorite. God. Humble yeah. beginnings. Did he hang uh, outside to dry between two days? <laughs> Still wet. Just hanging on the goalposts, just drying out. That's, That's disgusting. 
Hey, that's camp life and humble beginnings. Also, humble beginnings for the Lions. They uh, smelled for like 45 million years, uh, but now they're actually playing. They're playing good ball. Obviously, today they take a tough one, 38 to six. What are you? What are you looking ahead? What are you anticipating on seeing from them? What do you see as them from a team? Um, what is their identity in your eyes from a de- defensive standpoint? Uh, and uh, how excited are you to get out there and really shake them down? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I think it all starts with the head coach. You know, Dan Campbell, uh, I got a ton of respect for him. The dude's an absolute dog. Um, and you can see how they play. You know, it's a direct reflection of him. Uh, coach Marinelli, uh, you know, he told me a good story. It was a couple weeks ago when he was out here uh, before the Packers game. And I was, you know, having to bring up Dan Campbell or whatever, talking about the Lions. And uh, he actually coached Dan Campbell in Detroit when he was the Lions head coach. And he said he was exactly how he is as a head coach. He was a fucking dog. And uh, it's kind of crazy, you know, just think about it. But he was like a hard-blocking tight end. He was out there getting in scraps all the time. And I'm like, yeah, you know, he's a guy that I definitely, you know, I'm, I'm going against him this week. But, like, at the end of the day, I know me and him. Like, if we were to go at it back, you know, if I, if I were back in his day, like, we would definitely get into it. So a guy like that, you know, I got a ton of respect for um, you know, you just see it in the way they play. You know, they, they're flying around. Um, offensively, they have a great offensive coordinator, and uh, they like to balance it up. They, they can throw the ball. They can run the ball. They like to get everybody involved. So, yeah, you know, they, they definitely, you know, present a lot of challenges. But, you know, a team like that, um, you just got to be at your best. As simple as that. You know, they've won a lot of games. I think they're 5-2 and two right now, um, and they're doing a lot of good things. So, you know, at the end of the day, we just got to be at our best, and it's really going to be who's the best on Sunday. Uh, or Monday, but yeah, you know, we're looking forward to the challenge. I can't wait. You know, they got a good old line, a lot of talent, a lot of talented players on the offense in general. So yeah, well, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I can't wait. He's definitely fucking jacked. Um, so you guys definitely would have went at it if you, back in the day, especially two old school guys, because uh, your play is literally translated back to the '80s. I swear. Um, and obviously, his hard nose is. Uh, is a way that he delivers a message to his team. They obviously live vicariously or play through him, I should say. Um, who is the most jocked fucking coach in the NFL, though? Who is like the most it's fit? Be him. him? It's got to be. Maybe? It's. I mean, yeah, Salah's D'Amico Salah's Ryan. sturdy. D'Amico Ryan's, you, you know, former player. He probably yeah. could definitely fuck most of the coaches Rable, up. Rable, like ten years ago, maybe. No, I think Vrabel could definitely. He, he can still bang. You don't want to Vrabel's see Vrabel's a dog. Yeah, Vrabel's a dog. Yeah, no he has doubt. that little switch. So he's yeah, Vrabel played back I in the day like where they used to like piss on people in the showers, like and not care. Like they're sending they're messages. Fought. What? <laughs> Leak story. <laughs> I heard yeah. it allegedly. Uh, yeah, he would just All piss right. on well, people. Well, that took a turn. Yeah, that definitely <laughs> took a turn. But if there was a celebrity boxing match that I would love to watch and I definitely would pay probably $80 for the pay-per-view, it would be fucking Vrabel. Dan Campbell versus Mike Vrabel. I feel like oh, it would yeah. be a yes. dog fight. A yes. dog fight. I'd pay $80 for the yeah. pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, the, I definitely wouldn't get the, the illegal Paul stream. Brothers. I'll no, never order their I'll shit ever. Well, you put those two mutants in there, I'm all you, about it. Bro, what? You put Vrabel and Dan Campbell? I'm it's going to be a fucking... It's going to be an absolute... And it can't be a boxing match. so fucking... They're so crazy, they're not going to let themselves stop. Back no, yeah. That's one why of they got to be in Somebody's going to die or both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's what I'm saying. It should be Baird and I'll call Dana. Locked yeah, get, in a cage. Dana. Honestly, we need to call Dana. Let's get him on the phone. This is. Call uh, Dana. We're on to something. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we have NFL D. coaches. Yes. Well, let's get to it because. That would be legendary. I'm, I'm hearing a little 
Obviously, it wasn't our day um, overall, so you know we, we had to really take a deep look and you know who this person was going to be. But you know, I think correct me if I'm wrong, but he might have already been the dog of the day before. But he's got to be right. He's a two timer. I think Jacoby was a two timer, or maybe I'm wrong. He hasn't. He's, he should have been. We've, 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 he's been in the conversation. He's been in the conversation every, every week. Okay. He's I'm wrong. Board, baby. I'm wrong, but we're putting him on the board. Um, you know, this guy, he could have won it every single week. I feel like Jacoby Myers, um, obviously we picked him up. He's a new Raider. Uh, we got him in, you know, free agency for New England. But this dude, every single week, is always balling out. And he's one of those guys that I talked about. He's not a typical receiver. He's down to do the dirty work. He's crack blocking, downfield, hustling, finding a way to just help the team win. And that's the guy's that you want on your team, you know, to be successful. So Jacoby today, seven catches, 50 yards, a touchdown. Um, I feel like he's he's got five touchdowns now, so damn near a touchdown a game. Uh, he just he's one of those guys that's always open. He's always catching contested balls, and he's just uh, he's a baller. So got to give my respect to Jacoby. He's the fucking man. He's a quiet assassin, but he goes out there and you know he's definitely our dog of the day. So yeah, it's about time. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's balling. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. He's been chopping. Yes, yes, chopping. Okay. All right, let's get a little fan mail, a little fan engagement. Oh, really quick, guys. Fan engagement, you guys have been absolutely awesome. Flooding the DMs, flooding anywhere that you possibly can to get a message across to the one and only Max. We appreciate you guys. If you haven't already, like, subscribe. Comment down below. We appreciate the love, the support. It's massive. And as you already know, Max down is going below. to be giving away down below. Max is going to be giving away two yeah. signed jerseys from himself. Obviously, let's not get crazy here. He's going to give away two of them. And two piece. We do, but the only way he's going to do that, give us that two piece, is if we get ten thousand subscribers. We're already trending that way. So let's get to that number. Continue to like, subscribe, comment down below. We appreciate the love. Seriously, we appreciate you guys. And thanks for coming on the journey with us. DT, let's get into a little bit of the Rushman fan mail. Three questions today. All right. First Rushman is from uh, is Klebenskis. Klebenskis Ooh. said, what does it mean to Max to be a Raider? What qualities or attitudes should a Raider have? Ooh, that's a, that's a hard-hitting question. You know, for me, being a Raider is... A way of life you know for me it's a lifestyle it's not just putting the shield on showing up playing football games you know for me I look up to all the guys that did it before me the George Atkinson's the Howie Long's all the greats before me Charles Woodson's uh it's really a lifestyle you see these fans the way they react the way that they show up to all the away games every single time they show out they go all the way there's no such thing as like oh yeah I'm a Raider fan it's like no these dudes are in women are all die hard like there's no in between so I got so much love for the fan base and what being a Raider for me is is every single day showing up with an attitude to get better and just being a dog you know being that black sheep you know not being like everybody else you know for us I play that way I want to show that and put that on display every time I go out there so I'm not just playing you know to go out there and do my job I'm, I'm out there to prove a point and you know no matter what it is 
Um, I'm standing 10 toes with whoever it is. If it's one dude, if it's 10 other guys that are trying to jump me on the field in a joint practice, you know, that's what being a Raider is to me, you know, standing my ground, uh, you know, just being an absolute dog. And uh, I try to embody that and embrace it every single day, um, not just on Sundays, but in the building and weight room and practice. Um, that's what being a Raider is to me, is being that, being that same guy, being that dog, being the bad boy, like the bad boy Pistons back in the day, the Bill Lambeer type style, not taking shit from anybody and just uh, being the best version of yourself. That's what, that's what being a Raider is to me. Next Rushman up, we got T. Kiesel. T. Kiesel. Uh, he said, who are you taking for your flag football team in the Olympics? Not, not Ooh. to you know. It, a lot of people might not know little current events. They have now put flag football into the Olympics. So I just saw Max on the commercial promoting it today. Actually, Uh-oh. the boy. Hey, one of those. All I'm saying is this. I was waiting for one of those. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna say this. Give him a couple. I'm gonna say this. You gotta put. You know, you gotta put Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. Um, I feel like you know. Mm-hmm. He's the best in the game right now um, until someone proves otherwise. You got to put Tyreek Hill out there, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson. Um, there's so many guys. I can go on and on and on. But um, defensively, um, I know Mike has talked about it. Um, he wants to uh, He wants to play. Um, you know, I'm not going to say yet. I'm just not official, but I definitely want to play. Uh, so I know there's a lot of guys um, interested. Um, it's in 2028. So... You know, for me, that's something I definitely want to be a part of. I want to be, you know, Olympic, you know, get Olympic gold. That'd be insane. Even though I'm a D lineman, I could go out there and find a way um, to help, you know, help the team win. If that's rushing the pass, if that's dropping a little, you know, Tampa hook drop, um, bringing all-time energy, whatever I got to do, um, I'm definitely um, down for that. But, yeah, you know, defensively, you put, like, you know, if they include D lineman, just chasing the quarterback in general, put me, Miles Garrett, Micah, TJ, and – Nick Bosa and all of us just have us chase shit down from start to finish. And I feel like that alone is going to literally just make the other team quit. So, Uncle Rico yeah, he, yeah, just straight Uncle Rico. Huck this, Gardner Mitchell. Huck, yeah, hucking the pork chop at a Napoleon's head. That's literally what I imagine happening. It's going to be it's going to be crazy. Can you imagine the team from Turkey has like all you guys over there <laughs> rushing them and shit? They would just be shitting their pants, dude. They would have five no, legitimately just, absolute animals chasing them down. Like, just all right, we're good. Yeah, we're not playing yeah. football here. No, it's gonna be crazy. It. Yeah, it's like the dream team came in. They just literally stacked the team and just said, "Fuck it, try to beat us." And honestly, that's what I feel like our mentality is gonna be going into it. Um, it's gonna be in L.A. So it's not that far of a travel. We're going to have the whole crew. You know, uh, know, that's something I definitely, you know, want to be in and uh, definitely plan on being in. So, yeah, you know, we just put the best team together, go out there and just fucking dominate. Get gold. We need that. We need that back in in the U.S. I want a big gold Olympic medal. That shit would be legendary, bro. My question is, is how do we get some contact sports? I don't care. I mean, I know they have, like, wrestling and, like, things. How do we get some contact sports? Yeah, league. honestly, no, it's honestly, just football is the only one that's not. Yeah, football is like not just. Rugby, there's boxing. Hockey. There's they some hockey. They need to put some MMA. Honestly, that's what I think. So, what's next? That'd too? That's fire. another. That's an Uncle Dana Let's call. Put some Dana. MMA. Okay. What? That well, remember we were insane. talking about NIL with MMA before. Let's 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 talk to him. Dana, business plan proposition yeah. for you. We you got said, a few things we got to talk to Uncle Dana about. What were you saying before that? Let's be honest about him. What? Oh. 
it'd be a crime scene if we were playing contact oh with these guys. Yeah. And when like, I see yeah, those yeah. guys, USA versus Canada, I just mean the yeah. world, everyone, the world. It would be a, it'd be a crime scene. We do this. That's. I mean, it's just a bag. <laughs> it would be bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's exactly what you I just, want. You just, you just die. Yeah. If it they was don't even have the same contact. food as us over there. I mean, yeah. I mean, like we got steroids in our food. It's, like, it's not even fair. It's like this ain't the Pro Bowl, bit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're not walking through two hand <laughs> no. touching. No, <laughs> no, we're straight. We're just gonna run the fucking. Yeah, honestly, bro, just put, just literally play like Stanford with Toby Gerhardt back in the day, and just run power yes. every yes. single play and just yes. dominate. Mike it would be no, literally straight Mike Allstott and just stack the O line and D line. Four six a on the defense. That was yeah, it's a wrap. Sad. No, literally just six send. a six one. Just put fucking yes. Roquan Smith at linebacker and just six of the best D linemen. <laughs> And just fucking destroy people. <laughs> and me, Darren, and Broden behind everybody else. Yeah, yes. bring Brian Dawkins back for one play over the I was going to say, yeah, just one fucking call, yeah, call Ray Lewis, put him in a pair of shoulder pads. He'll go out there and fuck oh, some shit. Go Speaking no of question. dropping in coverage, TJ Watt dropped into coverage today and had a pick. Do you like dropping in coverage as a DN, or do you like to do what you're good at? Like, is that like foreign territory for you? Not you specifically. But are you trying like to say DNs. I'm not a good dropper? What the fuck? I think you're, you're a great dropper. That's think fucked up. Also, we used to go to the people. Yeah. Know, we used to go to the rack and loop it up with people against basketball players. So show some respect, athletes. I don't know what that has to do with dropping in coverage, but yeah, um, I will say no. I don't, Athlete. you know, prefer to drop in. Uh, I guess so, but I don't prefer dropping in coverage. I think everyone knows that. Um, but if I have to do it, I will do it. And I feel like I do a pretty good job of it. But yeah, my job title is stay in the backfield. You know what I mean? I don't like dropping backwards. I like being yeah. in their backfield. Mm-hmm. 100%. Word. All right. We got one more question from. <laughs> All right. We got, we got a question from Blaze Fatties. All right. Blaze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. UFC walk us. <laughs> I'm sorry. You. UFC walkout song, an opponent from any era. Oh, great question. question mark. Shit. Oh, shit. That's why um, I asked it, is... but I had to overcome the name. I love that. No, I yeah. love that question. Um, for me, it would have to be a Chief Keef song. It would have to what? be either Macaroni Time. Like, literally. But I would have, I would literally, I would make Dana, but like, listen, Dana, I'll give 10% of my purse to you if you allow me to bring out a, a rapper with me as I come out the tunnel. Because in the UFC, they don't do that. Boxing, I've seen Chief Keef come out oh, with Javante yeah. Davis to love Sosa. It was the most lit thing I've ever witnessed. But I would tell Dana, I'm like, listen, you can take that 10%, but I need fucking Chief Keef with me, and we're coming so, out to so. macaroni time, and it's going to be a fucking riot in that place. And he and needs to opponent, bring some of his entourage. I was going to say, his whole entourage, ball out, Tato, yeah. everybody. Um, but who would, uh, what was the second question? Who would, who would be like my opponent? Up? Yeah, from any era. Ooh. Um, shit. It's got to be a big boy. The, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's not an easy. Yeah, let's yeah. take Chuck Rock. Liddell, yeah, Chuck. My chin. Yeah, you know, I definitely, I feel like I would, you John know. John Jones. John Jones. You gotta so gotta you got to give me, I mean, I feel like I don't. Don't want that. <laughs> All due respect, I, I don't need John Jones yet. Maybe like a, you know, like a, a Mark Hunt. Like he's a stand-up guy, could possibly knock you out. But you know, I feel like just keep my distance, work on my box for a couple years before I go in there. Just keep my distance and wear him down and get him tired, and then just go for the finish. So yeah, I'll come out to some uh, macaroni time, and then I feel like Mark Hunt would be a fun, uh, fun matchup. Yes.
All right, y'all. This is the Rush segment of the show. We got three Rushmen of the week. You know, we got to show our love all around the league, so this is what we do. Um, you know, last week, had some great interactions. You know, the boy Sam Hubbard, you know, shot me a follow on the IG, you know, showed his respect. So, you know, this is what we want to do, give back to the guys. You know, not only, you know, the, the recognize the big names, but also the guys that are doing the dirty work and deserve some respect. So, this week, we got three great Rushmen. At number three, we're going to start it off, Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat's made a couple Pro Bowls, I believe one or two. Um, but he's a guy on that Eagles D-line that doesn't get talked about enough. You know, obviously they got Hassan Reddick. They got Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. They got ballers on ballers. But this dude right here, Josh Sweat, is consistent. He's always fucking winning his rushes. He's just one of the more overall guys, you know, that doesn't get talked about enough because he's he's a quiet dude. Doesn't talk much, doesn't say much, doesn't do crazy celebrations. But he's an absolute, <clears throat> absolute baller, and he just got better and better as his career gone on. This uh, this week he had two tackles, two sacks. Um, obviously playing Miami, you know they got a crazy good offense. Uh, a lot, you know, bring a lot to the table. But you know him getting you know two sacks against that old line and that system is obviously you know something that's not easy to do. Um, so Josh, you know, big shout out to you, bro. Um, got a ton of respect for you. We you know we met a couple years of the Pro Bowl, a couple years ago the Pro Bowl. Got a ton of respect for your game. So number three, Josh Sweat, Philadelphia Eagles. Number two. Some call him Matabeeks. His name is Justin Matabike. Big boy. D-tackle from the Baltimore Ravens. This dude is a baller. He is a baller. He doesn't get talked about enough. He's constantly disruptive. Um, and he's just making plays. You know, he's one of those guys. He's a little undersized um, for a three-tech, but he is strong as an ox. He's got some good pass rush moves. Um, I feel like he plays the run and pass at a high level. Um, today, had three tackles, one sack, a forced fumble. Um, he's just out there making plays consistently. I always see him like even if I see the highlights from like red zone I always see Justin Matabike making a play um, And he's one of those guys. I've seen from afar. I got a ton of respect for him He doesn't get talked about enough uh, But I got to give my you know my respect to my three techs because the three techs, you know without them The edge doesn't work the whole d-line doesn't work. So um, yeah, Matabike big, you know big uh, amount of respect for him Obviously, he's over there with my guy Chuck Smith uh, he's also, you know, helping out with the rush, you know, the rushman over there, Chuck Smith. That's my G, my OG, uh, absolute legend. So, yeah, Matabike, you're number two, and then number one. I mean, this dude had a crazy, crazy game. Uh, I seen the stats after the game. I'm like, this is just ridiculous. You know, Miles Garrett. Oh. I mean, it's pretty simple in playing. One of the best in the game. Got a ton of respect for him. Uh, you know, we've been the two, you know, starting ends in the Pro Bowl the last two years. Um, we had a lot of conversations. We grew up right down the road from each other. He went to Arlington Martin. This dude looked like he looks now in high school. He's an action a figure. Freak. He's an action figure. He's a he's a creative character. So um, I got so much respect for Miles. Um, he's a student of the game. He loves football. Um, and we have great conversations every time we chop it up. So big shout out to Miles Garrett. He had nine tackles, two mm. sacks, two forced fumbles, mm. a batted pass, and a and a blocked field goal. Jumping over the uh, jumping over the line and blocking a field goal, which is nuts. Uh, so yeah, you know Miles Garrett, um, one of the best complete ends in football. You know he's uh, he's an absolute dog. He's one of the guys. You know I definitely peek at from afar. Um, he's you know I got a ton of respect for him, but he's also competition at the same time because I know he wants what I want, um, and it's just that healthy competition you want. You know we got nothing but respect for each other, um, and you just see this guy, you know, absolutely terrorizing people. And uh, you know I gotta like I said I can say it a million times, but I got the ultimate respect for him. He's a baller, a Texas boy. 
Um, so big shout out to Miles Garrett, your number one rushman of the week. And Cleveland. that is it for this segment. Cleveland. Sir. Cleveland, baby. I didn't really know Darian. Darian wanted to throw that in there. But, yeah, Come on. big shout out to the boy, Miles Garrett. Come on. Cleveland. Perfect. He said, bitch, I'm from Cleveland. Bitch, I'm from the Cleveland. All right, y'all, that's all we got for this week's edition of The Rush with my brother, Brogan Roback is my co-host, DT, Dustin Creel in the building. I just got to say, we love you guys. The fans, y'all are showing out, showing up, supporting us at the highest level. Obviously, this week we didn't get the win, but we're going to show up regardless, you know, the outcome because we told y'all from the start, we're going to come no matter win, loss. We're going to show up and we're going to be there and give you all the behind the scenes and, you know, under the helmet, you know, view of what we got going on over here at The Rush. So I appreciate you guys, all the fans. Like, subscribe, comment below. And also, we are now on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. So if you're driving in the morning, headed to work, put that shit on. Put The Rush. You go on Instagram. If you want to watch a little reel, pull up The Rush. Anything you're doing. Pull up the rush, man. We're on all platforms now. We appreciate all the love. And like Brogan said earlier, okay, just <laughs> secret. Put that shit Put that on. Shit on. Yeah, we're we're shit. not we're not we're not doing that over here. But uh <laughs> anyways, anyways, we're on all platforms. We appreciate you guys, and like Brogan said earlier, 10,000 subscribers, comment, like below. We got two signed Max Crosby jerseys, 98 Las Vegas Raiders coming y'all way. So we appreciate you guys. Every single week, it's an honor to be here. We got my boys with me. That's how we do it. We appreciate it. That's episode four. We're out. It's up. Peace. It's up. Bye.